You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Welcome to another live streaming episode of the Band Geek Podcast. We are talking to you through the miracle of modern technology. To my right or left, I'm not sure how the internet works, is the dulcet tones of <laughs> Richie Castellano. Can you guys hear us? Do we sound okay? All right, then. Hello, everyone. Hello, Mike and Connie from Calgary. Oh, Mike and Connie from Calgary. Those are our friends that we met at my party. I didn't miss birthday. Hello, Mike and Connie from Calgary. Hey. We just got food from the same place we ate from that night, and And it was terrible. And they screwed it up again. (laughs) So you lucked out. It wasn't as bad. Oops. Thank you, Mike Stang. Mike Stang said it sounds great. <laughs> um, yeah, right now I'm jamming to, uh, I want to give credit because I didn't do this backing track. This is a Quist Jam. So go to YouTube and check out Quist. Q-U-I-S-T Jam. This is called Funk in C Minor. <laughs> it also sounds like the soundtrack to Toe Jam and Earl, the Sega video game. How's it looking over there? Everybody seems to be digging it. I have to say digging it because of the uh, type of music that you're playing. So if you didn't know, that's uh, Richie Castellano. My name is Jared Pressman. We'd like to thank you for joining us. While currently millions of people are voting across the country and deciding what terrible flavor to put in the next Oreo cookie. (laughs) 
Oh, hey, Corey. Corey Machado, right here. Corey's here to have a, a break from the election, and that's what we're doing today. We're, we're, we're providing a break from uh, politics, so please refrain from political talk, and uh, I'm sure you all have that in other browser tabs, or you're watching your TV, or you have this on your computer. We're just hanging out and goofing around, so if anybody gets too aggravated by the election not going their way, you can just come here, or, or, and, uh, or if you just, you know, no negativity, we're just chilling. We're chilling. We're chilling. We're hanging out. Uh, Michelle said my vocals need to go up when you're playing. My your vocals. My vocals. How do I sound now, audience? Am I too loud? <laughs> Elias Ruiz said you're not even trying, Richie, and it sounds amazing. Thank you. Uh, this is the uh, Helix I'm playing through. Hey, why don't you cut to that special camera we have? What? Oh my God! Do we have two cameras right? There. You, no. have, you have to press. I that. have you to th- hang on. There, there. <laughs> I'm holding it up. Oops, <laughs> oops, sorry. Oh, this, <laughs> this TV is so. Heavy. There it is. Oh, so heavy. Holding this up. Oh, and one knuckle buster. It's right here. That's enough, enough wagging it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so again, that's Quiz Jam. Quiz Jam. You can, uh, you can kill the Helix camera. You'll get good at this. Don't worry about it. I have faith in you. I, I suggest we take the name geek out of our title because... <laughs> Neither of us seem to know how to use electronic equipment. Neither of us. Ne- yeah. Neither of us. Neither of us. Well, I don't know how to order pizza online. It's the only thing I don't know how to do. Yeah. What we okay? So we ordered food before this, and Richie ordered it online because it's faster. And then I went and picked it up, and they made me pay in cash. And then I came, and so technically we paid twice. And they're like, "Oh, we can't, uh, we can't refund your card because we're not the ones that process the order." These are our problems. Oh, Uh, before we start, I gotta give a shout out. I got a present in the mail today from somebody, Jarrett. Ooh. What is it? Oh my god. (laughs) Wait a second. Oh, wow. This is um, a Rogue One gigantic action figure set. And uh, anybody want to guess who sent me this present? And no, it's not my Bubby. (laughs) Wow. It's not Hanukkah yet. Oh. Why isn't Darth Vader just seems to be looking at everybody going, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's <laughs> ah. cool. I don't know. Who sent that to you? A fan sent that to you? Or, or uh, I'll, I'll let you guys guess who sent me this. This uh, amazing toy set of Star Wars Rogue One action figures. Now, if this, if this movie ends up being terrible, I'll have to burn this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. I'll have to put Vader in the uh, bonfire yet again. <laughs> Sorry.
That was nice, man. <laughs> That's the, the slow version. Um, so let's see here. So what are the guesses? Uh, Dwayne asked if Buck sent it to you. Dwayne Stinnett. Dwayne's very close. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's only one other person then that would have sent it to you. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, Mike Stang said, that pizza last night was awesome. Our first New York City pizza. Oh. Well, please come back anytime and we'll get you better pizza. You guys were lovely. Uh, okay, Does, these guesses. What kind of a delay do we have here? Is this like a four-minute delay? Like, yeah, seriously. Who 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 got us this? Who got me this? Come on, guys. You know this. <laughs> no, nope, nobody has any idea. Unless there's just a crazy delay. All right, points to Jeremy Graham. Oh, yes, Jeremy. Eric er- Bloom got Eric me this. Bloom. We apologize. I think there's a longer delay than usual. Eric Bloom got me this. Thank you very much, Eric, for this wonderful set of these 12-inch figures. Uh, I don't know. Let me go in the bathroom and put the next to your penis and see if they're 12 inches. (laughs) Let me see if if 12 of my penis. So if they're if they're four times the size of your penis, then we know they're 12 inches. Wow, you you give me more credit. (laughs) I said I said 12. (laughs) It is cold down here, though. Uh, so we're here today, and uh, I have a couple things that people have asked me about already. Um, first thing I want to talk about is the last BOC gig. Uh, I got to give props to Line 6 because they, they hooked me up with a Variax. I have a new one on the wall there, but I need to get it repaired. There's something wrong with it. So this is the, the first one I got from them, and this is a very cool instrument. Um, but as you guys might have noticed, I kind of dropped it. <laughs> Wait, you dropped your guitar? I dropped it. When? Here's what happened. Um, And I'm not blaming him, but Jimbo handed me the guitar with the strap backwards. So when the the strap is backwards and it doesn't have a lock on it, the minute you... It falls down. The strap just pops right off. Uh. Now, I mainly caught it, so the guitar isn't really screwed up, but I did get a little battle scar on it. It's... Actually, the guitar is like mint, except for this one thing, so I'm really pissed. I even have the original plastic on this guitar, as you can see. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, But I just got a little... Little scratch there on the, the plastic. It's just a nick. Yeah. It's just a flesh wound so, for your guitar. I did drop this, but it's okay. <laughs> it still works <laughs> fine, and it was cool. Um, and so that was one of the questions I got. And some other questions I got are on the new thing I got. Hey, show the helix again, please. Uh-huh. Look how fast you did. That's good for you. Oh, it's so, I can't do it. Oh, it's so heavy. <laughs> So this is the uh, the view screen of the Helix, which I have right here. So if anybody wants to hear anything about that, let me know. Are you tickling the Helix's uh, nether regions over there? <laughs> let's, turn, let's turn that off. Do you like how I put it over your face? Yes. Most things should be over So if face. you're listening to this later on in the audio version of this, uh, we're on YouTube right now doing a live broadcast. And the heli- I have uh, two cameras because I'm fancy now. So one camera's on me and Jarrett. Oh, by the way, welcome to Band Geek. I'm Richard <laughs> Castellano. This is Jarrett Pressman. I introduced us before um, during and, that funk session. Oh, you know, I was too busy uh, jamming, I guess. <laughs> too busy feeling it. Um, and I have, we're on YouTube right now, and I have two cameras. I have one camera on us, and I have one camera just on the Helix. And um, let me talk about that while the 
do we have any questions left at that to a field yet or can i just uh uh no uh not yet okay they're, they're commenting on they're all saying hey that sucks that you dropped your thing yeah i dropped my thing <laughs> stop dropping your thing i dropped my thing um so i really haven't talked about the helix on the show so i guess this will be my time and this is not really an ad um helix they did. They, they didn't give me this for free. I, I paid for this thing. <laughs> I got a discount, but I paid for it. Um, and I, I was using my old unit, which actually I think a BOC fan in Wisconsin bought. Uh, I was using the old HD five hundred, which was their um, their hot shit model at one point. And uh, I loved that thing. I used it for four years and every gig, and that thing was great and reliable. But um, I saw this came out, and this had a lot of interesting features. And this is called the Helix. And, um, yeah, I, I really took to it immediately. I got it. I took it out of the box, and I was getting stuff happening out of it, you know, within minutes. So that's that's really cool. Um, and, you know, it it's a modeler. It's It has a bunch of different sounds in it. And I'll go through some of the sounds. Um, here's a nice little clean sound. It's like a dirty clean sound because I have a lot of schmutz on it. Yeah, that's a little cleaner. Name this song, guys. <laughs> anybody? Anybody know that song? I'll wait 40 seconds for... <laughs> Uh, Joshua Batten said that our studio makes the perfect fallout shelter. I just think that's because if there is an apocalypse, I'd be the first one to be eaten. <laughs> Joshua, what time is it in... Uh, he's in Australia, right? Oh, at 12 p.m. It's 12 p.m.? 12 oh, that's not so bad. So it's Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but Dan in PA in Pennsylvania... What time is it in Pennsylvania? <laughs> so far away. <laughs> and there's so much Amish... Uh, he wanted to know how hard the Helix was to learn to use. Um, good question. Uh, the Helix, because I already used a Line 6 device, and for, you know, I was using the HD500 and the HD500X for years, uh, I got this pretty quickly. And, you know, to be honest, like, using YouTube to learn stuff is a great, fast way to do things. I mean, for example, today the printer, my the paper got jammed in my printer. And I was like, crap, what am I going to do about this? But I looked up a YouTube video and it had like the exact instructions on how to fix it. And I know it's like a stupid example, but like anything you want to learn how to do, the knowledge is out there now. I, I fix my car a lot with YouTube. You fix your car? Yeah. Really? Well, my you know, my dad was a mechanic, so I, I know how to do a lot of stuff. But occasionally they'll be like, I don't know how to change the, the brake light switch. Uh-huh. You know, and it'll just give you like, oh, and then here's how you do that and change the sensitivity. And it's somebody that's doing your exact model car, you know, on there. Um, I watched another tutorial of how to change the uh, the fuel sensors and stuff, which, again, you know, like I, I know how to do a lot of stuff, but it's just, you know, the example. Um, so, Joshua, let me answer your question with a visual demonstration. Jared, if you would, can you please bring up camera two? No, I just turned it off. I'm not turning it back on again. <laughs> okay, so... Here's a blank preset on the Helix. So um, I'll start making something. If you have like a suggestion of like what kind of sound you want me to make, I'll show you how I usually do it. But I'll, st I'll just start now. I'll, 
I'll let Jarrett pick a sound because he likes guitar sounds. You, actually, for a non-guitar player, dude, you are very specific about like what kind of guitar tones you like. <laughs> so what kind of sound? Or if you want to give me a song or something, or you uh, want to give me... They, uh, well, so uh, the answering your question before, people were asking what song that is. Yep. Uh, and somebody said it sounds like Rush. Mike Schwartzman said Love Will Find a Way. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. Um, but so because uh, Josh Batten said that it sounds like Rush, why don't we get some kind of Rush guitar... Okay, um, so let's do like um, uh, like a yeah that that whole thing. Okay, so I think okay. <laughs> Is that not specific enough for you? No, I'll try to get like a a rush type sound. That, that could be cool. Um, okay, so so first I'm gonna start with an amp and. All I do is, um, on the Helix, I go to an empty block here, and I go to an amp and a cab setup, go to a guitar amp, and I try to get sort of close. Now, I know, what does he use? He uses, like, Bogners and Marshalls. Um, I'm asking you, Jarrett, like you would know. Oh, yeah, uh, Bogners and Marshalls. Yep, that's what he uses. <laughs> so I'm going through all the amps here. They all sound nice. Let's start with that. That sounds kind of cool. So you start with the amp first. Yeah, you just start with the amp because then uh, I can see how the effects are going to react with the amp. And then like anything else, you know, all my amp controls are here. What's up? Josh Batten said, Rush is virtually unknown in Australia. <laughs> prog nerds represent. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought Rush was like the biggest prog band ever. So what I also like to do because of my uh, engineering tendencies, I like to put an e equalizer after the amp. So I could, you know, if I want to get a little smiley face happening there. Suck out some mids if I don't like that sort of... Uh, Oh, and now all the Rush fans are coming out. I made a mistake. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, Rush is good. Um, so now there's some sort of like modulation on that. I think it's like a flanger or something. Um, so let's try some. So um, that's pretty good. I can try some of the other ones too. That's too slow, but I can make it faster. <laughs> I think the other one sounded better. Sounds a little spacey. There. Yeah, that's a little because it's like a clean. Yeah. At the, no, I'm serious. At the, at the bottom, at, at the base of all those guitar stuff, it's clean because you can hear every individual pick of the string. That's true. Ooh. Ugh. Matthew Summerfield said that Alex Lifeson uses Hughes and Kittner. Hughes and Kettner, that's right. That's right. Oh, hey, Matt. <laughs> the fans are way funnier than we are. They are? I think that sounds pretty good. 
So Matthew th- said Alex Lifeson uses Hughes and Kittner, and B. Finotto said Matthew, is that his law firm? <laughs> <laughs> They're way funnier than we are. And I, B. Finetto, Limelight is one of my favorite Rush tunes also. So I'm turning this one off for now, and I'll put on, over here I'll put a chorus. Living on the lighted stage. So... So, so a little tweaking. I could probably get it closer, but yeah. so how long was that? Five minutes? Less. Less. So, and here's another cool thing. Um, I could also just let me pull the camera out so you can see what I'm gonna do here. Actually, I can pull it out like this. Yeah. There we go. So, um, say I want to have this be the the phaser. All I do is hold that down. Don't even hold it. Just like press it. Might actually don't press it. Just touch it. I'm touching it's capacitive touch so that's the phaser now and then I just touch this guy over here and that's the chorus why would capacitive touch be helpful if you're doing this mainly with your feet well because because capa- the thing is capacitive touch doesn't work with your feet and that's what you don't want to work with your feet but when you're tweaking things you want to just be able to touch it and all the settings come up so if I just touch this not even press it all the settings come up for it so Go back to this. Just keeps going on and on without the drums. So yeah, that's pretty easy. So there, there's a, and that's from memory. If I listened to it and and checked out what the record sounded like, I'd probably try to get closer. Maybe I can choose a different amp. But you know, I'm in the ballpark, definitely. Yeah. And that was five less than five minutes. Yeah. And another thing is, um, when I Shut up, guitar. When I um, when I do this stuff and I record stuff, I'll also put some more um, EQ and compression on it in the mix because that's what I do as a as an engineer. Um, when I I've been doing demo videos for this on my YouTube channel, my other one, the uh, Richie Castellano YouTube channel, and for that I won't put EQ on because I'm trying to let people hear what this thing sounds like. But when I'm doing a, a regular song, you you EQ and compress any guitar amp. That's just how you do it. Joanne Viverios wants to know if you can make a Dick Dale sound. A Dick Dale sound. Sure. Let's try it. Dick Dale coming up. (laughs) First thing I'm going to change guitars because for a Dick Dale you need like a Strat. Right, Jared? Yes, uh, uh, of course. Thank you for checking with me first. (laughs) And you know what? I don't have a Strat. Can't you use the very axe? Ah! Uh. Because <laughs> it's every guitar. While you're doing that, uh, Josh Haynes would like to know, did you say you had tried the Kemper before? How do you think the Helix compares to the Kemper? Um, I've tried the Kemper, but I haven't tried the Helix. I, I played the Kemper briefly. Um, so for those of you who don't know what the Kemper is... Um, I should probably give some background on what all this crap is for the the non. Somebody you know, asked earlier what a helix is. Good, for- yeah, no, <laughs> uh, all good questions, and I'm going to answer them now. Um, so, okay, guitar players love amplifiers. I love amplifiers. I have a room full of them in the other room in my garage. I have just um, you know a rack full of amplifiers. Um, 
I used to go really nuts with them. I used to have, you know, different kinds, you know, for different applications, and it's great. But when you go to a gig, you have to bring this heavy thing with you, and you could really, you know, you have to try to figure out what amp you want to bring for the gig. Like, okay, is my 100-watt head going to be too loud for this little bar I'm playing? Right. You know what I mean? Is my 30-watt, you know, combo going to cut? Is it, And you have to worry about all these things. Does this have enough gain? Does this have too much gain? And it's all, all these different things. And then when you have tube amps, you have to get them main, uh, maintained because the tubes, after a few years, will start to die, and you have to, you know, if you want the amp to sound good, you have to maintain them. Now, I'm not knocking amplifiers. I love amplifiers. Like I said, I have a bunch of them. They're great. I love playing them. I love hitting a chord and having the hair on my legs move. You know what I mean? That's that's awesome. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm sorry. You know, I should have picked a different metaphor. <laughs> I like feeling my... Never mind. Okay, so <laughs> when... Nothing about your body should be used as a metaphor. You're right. Nothing, I'm, I will... <laughs> Are you body shaming me, Jared? Yes. You know you're right. He's but right you, to do so, folks. But you look skinny. Okay. <laughs> and you and you're um you're packing. Mm-hmm. So uh, when um you do th- now, if you're on a big tour, like say for example, like we just played Rush. Rush, for example, Alex Lifeson could bring any amp he wants with him. He can bring ten amps with him if he wants. He can have a switching system. He can bring racks of pedals and effects, and he could do that. Um, for my Blue Oyster Cult gig and Band Geek, we can't use amps. Uh, I can't bring amps because um, I go on a plane and I can't check an amplifier because a one, <laughs> it's too it's it's too heavy, and uh, b it'll get destroyed. You know what I mean? I, even if I was to check like an amp head, it, 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 there's glass tubes in it. It'll right. get destroyed. You can't do it. Uh, so I got tired of using rental gear. And um, so I started going this route. Now, what the Helix is and the Kemper and all these other things is they're amp modelers. So what they do is they use software and hardware to model or emulate the sound of a real guitar amp. Um, And this was something developed by Line 6 years and years ago. Um, But in the beginning, it was good because, you know, you had this convenience, but the sound wasn't really right on. You know, it it was a good sound. It just didn't do a great job of emulating the the actual hardware, like the thing, actual yeah. amp. Like, you know, it was this, it was a usable sound. Like, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of guitar players have seen or have tried the Red Kidney Pod. And that was the first sort of uh, generation of that. And that did a decent job of, you know, getting you through a gig, but it didn't give you an awesome sound. Uh, so now, you know, fast forward a couple decades, now the modeling technology is so good that if you mic up an amp and put a modeler next to it, it's almost hard to distinguish what is real and what is not. That's how convincing they've become. Now, it's not going to replace the experience of having an amplifier in a room blasting you know, sound pressure level at you, but it does the job for in-ear monitors, for recording, you know, and for like, so for live, because of the, the plane situation, this is a unit like this is great. Uh, for the podcast, we, where I live in a fully attached house, and we usually do it at night, and I don't want bleed through all the microphones, and I have to mix, it, it's great to have no amp in here. It's it's perfect for what I need to do. Right. So that's what a modeler is. Um, and there are, I think, four or five major players in the modeling amp industry. There's uh, something called an 11, which is made by um, Avid. Uh, which is the company that makes Pro Tools. Uh, there's something called an a-, a fractal audio Axe Effects, which is really a great unit, and a lot of people use that. Um, a, lo- a lot of touring musicians use that. For example, um, Rich from Kansas, he uses one of those, and he gets an amazing sound out of it. It's awesome. It's a great sounding piece of gear. 
Um, the other one is the Bias Head. That's a that was actually something that started off as an app and became a really nice modeling uh, unit. Uh, there's the Kemper Profiling Head. Now, what's cool about the Kemper Profiling Head, and actually, um, Buck has one of these. Uh, the Kemper Pro- Profiling Head allows you to record the sound of your favorite amp, and it captures it. So you can actually put a microphone on your amp. It plays like a through the amplifier, and it, and it records it back into the unit through a microphone, and then you can take your favorite amp with you in this little box. Interesting. It's very cool. And then this is sort of the new kid on the block here, the Helix. Um, the Kemper, I played with very briefly. I did a demo video for them for uh, American Musical Supply, and the Kemper was cool. I like I liked the presets. I actually, my favorite preset on the Kemper was um, this guy, Ola England, who is somebody I, I actually have become quite friendly with because did a video with him at AMS, and also later on, we ended up being on the road with him. He did um, uh, the Hard Rock shit. There was like some some festival uh, we did in Europe, and and we were both on it. And uh, and he's really cool. He has great videos, so check him out, Ola England. But um, I played one of his profiles for that video, and it sounded ridiculously good. Um, the difference, Josh, that I'm finding between uh, a product like the Camper and this is... Um, the learning curve on this is very, it's it's a very easy learning curve. Like you can get, after about a half hour of fussing with this, you'll be able to get this going. And also, aside from being uh, just a modeler, this thing is like a command center. It could control your amps, it could control your pedals, your effects. It's got four effects loops in it for your stomp boxes. It's got full MIDI. Uh, it has like you know two separate stereo signal paths, so that's four paths you know, four monopaths that you can route anything to. And you can have, you can plug a microphone into this and, and process your mic and your guitar simultaneously on diff- with different processors. So while some people might say, oh, you know, the Kemper, some of the models sound a little more authentic or the XFX, you know, they like the way the models sound better. Uh, for me, the amount of control I get and this all-in-one sort of pedal format is really, uh, it's a winner for me. And any, especially when I'm looking at like online shootouts, any sort of video I've seen where it's like, oh, you know, the helix is the the sound is too trebly or too bright. Well, you could put an EQ on. You know, uh, the, the, all this stuff is subjective, and this all this stuff comes with enough tools to really sculpt the sound. But now I have to make a Dick Dale sound, right? Yes. Okay. So here I have also the, everything you said. Yeah. I have no idea uh, about any of it, but it sounded fantastic. Really? I thought <laughs> I explained it really good. <laughs> Screw you, Jared. All right. So. Tune up first, but oh. but your board's very pretty, Richard. It's very pretty. It's got. It nice is. It looks like a spaceship. <laughs> e b <laughs> e b b g g d a a. Okay, so a Dick Dale sound. So, um, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna. Turn the very X on and go to a strat. There we go. It sounds like a strat. So right now, this is actually a modeling guitar. So this is a fake guitar I'm playing. It's almost not fake. It's real, but it's... You know what I mean. Do you know what I mean, Jared? Uh, yeah. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know, but why don't you explain it to the other people who may not? <laughs> this is... Um, right now, this guitar has a, you know, hardware in it, computer hardware, that is... That is uh, emulating the sound of a Fender Stratocaster because I don't have one here. 
So we're gonna make a Dick Dale sound. Oh, it's my favorite Black Eyed Peas song. important things about a Dick Dale sound is that cool surf reverb and we have one in here it's called spring using this for the uh, show. It's okay. <laughs> I was recording this on Pro Tools and my Pro Tools just took a dump. So we're going to have to rely on the... Uh, the internet the, not the feed. Inter- oh, the, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty close to a Dick Dale set. Joanne said, that's great. That's Thank great. you. With lots of exclamation this points. This is a weird sort of request thing. Like, make <laughs> this sound. But I guess I opened myself up to that when I had this thing set up. Uh, the Bottle Jacks want a nice acoustic tone using your Variax and the Helix. Oh, you know what? Someone asked me this, so I better do it. Um, so the other day, the reason I brought the Helix to the... Um, Blue Oyster Cult gig was because uh, I wanted to use it on a song we do called The Vigil. So, um, so starts off. Try that old strum. And then with a just a touch of a button, change guitars and everything. And then during the solo section, I have this uh, thing over here. I'll show you guys what it says. I don't know if you can see that. No, it's too bright. It's too bright. Yeah, it says uh, "fucking metal." Um, <laughs> so I click over here. Come to us. Come to us. Now, if you notice, what happened is I got more distortion in my amp and this sort of drop tuning thing, so. Cool, right? So anyway, I'll go back to the acoustic. 
I think that's a nice acoustic sound. It's very pretty. <laughs> you know what's cool about this? You can't make the sound. Because, because that song is too high for me. I'm looking right into your eyes as I'm singing this, oh. and you're not looking at me. <laughs> I'm trying to watch <laughs> the feed. From you, it's not that I want you. No, now I'm uncomfortable. It is <laughs> sad, but if you only knew how easy it would be to show you how you feel more than I thought you were gonna sing the. the <laughs> no, you should know this about yeah, me. I, only I know forgot you do that. <laughs> like the record intended. If you can't sing it, then you have no business being on the stage. You know. <laughs> Actually, I can go to a twelve-string here too. So check this out. Okay, so let me talk about, someone asked me this the other day on one of my YouTube uh, videos, so let me talk about how to make the acoustic sound like something. And I'm going to bypass everything so you can see what I'm doing here. So here's what the acoustic sounds like with nothing. Which actually sounds okay to me. <laughs> Great, we're yeah. done. Next sound, please. But um, when doing an acoustic sound, like, a, like the Variax or like a piezo, I don't take a guitar player approach, I take an audio engineer approach because it's it's sort of a different animal. So the first thing I do is I set up an EQ. And here's the difference. So here's no EQ and with EQ. So let's see what I did. Um, I took out some lows because there was like a lot of woof to it. So I took out quite a bit here. I took a like 3.5 decibels of 180 hertz out. Took some low mids out, 235 hertz. I took out about uh, half a decibel. And then uh, I gave it a significant high-end boost at 4.1 kilohertz, uh, 3.5 decibels. I have a bit of a low cut too, and I goosed the volume up a lot here. I gave this eight decibels of level. And that's, that's sort of better, but doesn't really bring the body out because of how much I cut. So then I put a compressor on. Wait, is that the wrong thing? <laughs> yeah. That's why, okay. I, I accidentally switched to models. So I have the deluxe compressor here. There are my settings, if you can see them. 
So it's a negative 26 decibels threshold, 3.1 ratio, uh, 26 milliseconds to 10. And I put a little reverb on at the end. And I think that sounds pretty good. It sounds like an acoustic to me. Mike Stang said you before you were getting close to breaking into Hotel California. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, hold on. Oh, I seem to have misplaced all my capos. There you go. This Hotel California for the... On a dark, whatever town you live in, highway. Did you read that? Did, did, you see, did you see that meme the other day? Someone posted, Hotel California, basically a Yelp review with a two-minute guitar solo. <laughs> That's actually very funny. If you remember that, the Beatles, yes. Uh, so yeah, that's a uh, more than you probably wanted to know about the Helix. Anybody have any other types of questions? Uh, I mean, I'm happy to talk about the Helix all night long. Josh Haynes, uh, who seems to be asking a lot of questions tonight. I love uh, Josh. Oh, Josh Haynes. Um, I talked about him before on the podcast. Josh Haynes is my is the my clone. We're we're, we're like we're separated at birth, twins, because we both play Ernie Ball Music Man guitars. We both like arena rock, and we both build lightsabers. Oh, then I so, don't like you either. Yeah, so Josh Haynes, this is your <laughs> other enemy. So Josh Haynes is my brother from another mother. Do you also have a Jarrett that's annoying and a nebbish? <laughs> um, but Josh wanted to know if you got a glimpse of Trevor's gear at the AW, uh, ARW show. Ooh, I should talk about that. Um, I went to go see... Anderson, Raven, and Wakeman, which was a very cool uh, thing. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but um, no, because I think his rig was off stage. I just saw the uh, the Mastermind control, uh, you know, controller board, the pedal board, and he had a bunch of expression pedals. That's it. Uh, I couldn't hear really anything he was doing. It was very hard to hear his uh, his his rig. And I don't know if that was intentional or whatever, but um, I was kind of bummed not able being able to hear, you know, my favorite guitar player. Sorry, the, we, I apologize. These comments keep going away as more people talk. But um, uh, James Paniagua. I'm James Paniagua. Hi, James. Paniagua. Make me sound like a fool. Jimmy. <laughs> um, what's the best way to use the Helix for a gig? Um, the best way to use the Helix for a gig is however you want to use it. I mean, if you have an amp that you like, um, you can definitely use it with your amp. There's something called the four cable method, which is uh, the Helix really excels at. And what the four cable method does is it allows you to insert your amp as a block inside the Helix. So see how these blocks are, like these squares? You can actually make your amp one of those. And what that allows you to do is um, you can put pre-effects like distortions, compressors, and wahs before your amplifier. 
and post effects after your amplifier, which are like you know delays and reverbs, without having to get separate units. Because traditionally, what guitar players have to do is you need um, even if you use like a digital effects thing, you need like your distortion pedals and your you know octave and your waz. You'd have to plug those into front of the amp, and then you need a separate unit like a delay box or a reverb box, and that would have to go into your amp's effects loop, and you'd have to carry a ton of crap with you. Um, so. For live gigs, if you bring your own amp, I find the best thing to do is to um, use this in the four cable method where you can, you know, put stuff before and after your amp. Uh, but that's just one way. I mean, like, I use it for everything. I use this for modeling um, and control and all that stuff. So, and Variax control. So, but for, you know, if you're a guy just playing clubs and you have like a small combo amp, as long as it has an effects loop, you can use this. Um, last week, I did a video with my dad. I went to his uh, guitar room because he has all vintage Fender amps from the 60s, and they don't have uh, effects loops in them. Uh, so for him, he just used this as, you know, going directly into a clean amp, and it sounded, still sounded great. So hi, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, Michelle K. Williams said that uh, they couldn't really hear Trevor's guitar at the AR ARW show either. Also, hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. What's up with that? I mean... I heard that complaint from four different people that went to go see it. Now, someone's doing something. Something's up. I've, uh, you know, I'm a fan. You know, and, and you know what? I can say this because I've given up on trying to get Trevor to be on the show. I've contacted <laughs> We don't want him on the show Yeah, right you now. know what, Trevor? You can't be on my show now. I can't hear your instruments at your own show. No, Rob Sprantz got me his publicist's um, email. Oh, emailed really? them. He's no longer with us. Got me his management company's email. Emailed them. No longer with us. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know who to call anymore. You mean Rob of the Riotcast Network? Yeah, Rob Sprintz, the, the Papa Bear. Uh, do you know how you could support shows on the Riotcast Network, Richie? Oh, you're so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you go to riotcast.com slash bandgeek, uh, on the top of the page there is an Amazon banner. You just click on that. It redirects you to Amazon's page. Then you can add some stuff to your cart. And anything that you get, we get a little piece of that. Get a little piece of that. Um, also, um, if you're watching right now, uh, there... No, there. Where, behind the camera? Move that crap. There. There. In that corner, there's a little eye. If you would like to donate to the show or give us a tip or you like what we're doing, like uh, please support us by clicking that eye. Or if you're on mobile, I think there's like a pull-down thing in their YouTube cards. And there are two different ways you can support the show. Um, and uh, we really appreciate it. So, and those of you who have been doing that, thank you very much. Uh, you paid for pizza tonight. Yes. You paid for it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell, man? That's really irritating. I'm sorry, I can't. It's it's backwards here. I feel like I'm like the the scarecrow in uh, the Wizard of Oz. Some people go this way. Um, also, uh, just to plug my own self, if you feel like listening to me more, which most people usually don't, but I am a regular on the whole podcast, which is also on the Riotcast Network. Are you on every episode? Uh, I'm on like every three episodes. Really? Give or take, yeah. I was just on this last week. You haven't been on this show in a while. <laughs> this is true. I've, I've been so busy. I, I was like, why did you volunteer to be on this tonight? I was like, oh, because you, you didn't want me to forget about you. <laughs> Don't you forget about me. If anybody has any questions for Jarrett, um, save them because I don't want to answer. I don't want to hear him answer them. <laughs> I have no, a wealth of information about life and love and television you forgot about and, and all dirt on Richie. Uh... How much does the uh, Helix cost? Fifteen hundred bucks U.S. No. It's not cheap, but it it's cheaper than the competition, and it does more stuff. And John Bloom would like to know if the Helix is overkill for somebody who just enjoys recording and jamming at home. 
It might be. I mean, uh, <laughs> the short answer, <clears throat> yes. Well, he, here's Long a, answer, here's the no thing. No with a but. Here's the thing about the yeah, no with a but. Exactly. Um, it depends. Do you want to buy? I mean, it, it depends on what you want to do. If you love just the sound of you plugging into your amp, then then you're 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 golden. <laughs> you're set up. Um, but if in your ultimate rig, here's here's how to ju- here's how to justify this to yourself and to your wives. Um, if you're gonna buy this, um, say you're building a rig, right? Okay, you already have an amp, so let's put, let's just take that out of the equation. Um, you're gonna need a you want in your rig you want to have a wah pedal, right? So that's 85 bucks or whatever, 75 bucks. You're gonna want to have maybe a nice distortion pedal, 200 bucks. You're gonna want to have a couple of modulation pedals, maybe like a chorus, it's 100 bucks. Uh, maybe a nice uh, Univibe or something exotic like that. So there's another hundred bucks or so. Um, you're gonna want to buy maybe a uh, delay. So we're talking two hundred dollars there. A reverb, or maybe so let's say your amp has reverb. So forget about reverb. Um, you know, then you have all that. So you need a pedal board. So that's gonna cost you at least a hundred bucks. Then you have to get all the cables. You have to get a switching system because now you have all those cables going in line. You can want like loopers and stuff. So now you've probably spent eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. What at what point does your wife leave? Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, um, so you've paid for all those things, and you are restricted to those sounds of the of the items you bought. So my rationale is: for a couple hundred bucks more, you can get something like this and have pretty much everything you want. You know, everything you could possibly need under the hood of this. That's. And again, this is not an ad. This is just me. I got a new toy, and I'm excited about it, and I'm telling you my experience with it. Um, so, that, that, But that's always been my sort of uh, justification because this is not new for me. I've been using this kind of digital gear for years. You know, As soon as I realized that, wait, I don't need to carry all this crap with me, and I can just get one like clean-sounding unit to go through everything. Right. You know, That's the other thing. Like when, when we're doing gigs and everybody else has like ground loop problems and everything, I'm, I never have that You know, because this is just – it's easy. Although with this one, I, I put a ground loop on this. What's a ground loop? You don't know what a ground loop is? Uh, I do, but again, for you know, well, then people I'll let you feel this one. Oh, see, a ground loop is um, you, you know, you, it's on the, the floor, and um, it uh, uh, makes sure that the signal doesn't. Um... Ground loop is a thing that goes <laughs> from three prongs to two prongs. There, guy oh. on the power cable. <laughs> I was getting to there. Yeah. I was just going slowly for all the uneducated. People. Yeah, I'm digging the way this acoustic sounds in the headphones right now. It sounds beautiful. <laughs> um, somebody, I just saw it pop up. Somebody asked if we all saw Doctor Strange yet. We just saw it last night yes, together. We did. Um, okay, D- give a spoiler-free review, Jared, of your or your critique. Um, spoiler-free review um, is that all the sorcerers in the Marvel universe just make the rooms go. Ooh! And it's like, hey, guy, the ceiling's on the side now. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a, uh, a, a bit of a mind bender, uh, but I really liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought Benedict Cumberbund was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that a group of British men is called the Cumberbatch? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Apologies to any British people watching. <laughs> um, I, same thing. I, I dug it. I enjoyed it. It was, A, it was short. Like, not, like, super short, not, like, an hour and a half, but, like, it wasn't, like, two hours and 40 minutes. Um, yeah, I liked I liked how sort of uh, tight the, it was. The length was good, and it, it, it was, was funny. It was funny, and it was just neat, and it was something different. It was pretty cool. Visually, it was all right. Yeah, we're both on the same page with that. I, I'd say definitely go see it. It was a, a real fun movie. 
Um, but I would watch the Wonder Woman trailer about 400 times oh again God. before I watch Doctor Strange again. <laughs> That's not putting down Doctor Strange. That just shows how awesome the Wonder Woman trailer is. I saw a YouTube video today that somebody took the two Wonder Woman trailers and put the uh, 75 uh, television show music. <laughs> All the world is waiting for you. <laughs> so What song is that? <laughs> Wait, I, do it again. Oh. oh God! Oh, don't do that to me. But listen to the flower. <laughs> Very good. <Okay. laughs> That's what I was going to go to first, but I, for some reason I thought you were doing something else. Uh, let's see. You got a lot of stuff action there. You gotta, you gotta. I'm going back. I'm going back. You gotta going back. address the the questions. People got questions. You're not answering them. Uh, your show on in-ear monitors changed my life. Wow, thank you, thank you, Mike Schwartzman. I'm I'm assuming you're using them now. What? Uh, let any, us know what you're using. Any suggestions for good dual driver earphones? Dual drivers. Um, you can't really go wrong with the. Uh, obviously, we. Um, Audio-Technica makes them now, um, but I haven't tried them. The, the uh, I mean, I haven't tried them on a gig, so I, I can't really uh, speak to that. I use dual-driver ones um, as my backup pair. My main pair are Ultimate Ears. Um, I have an, a pair of Shores that I have had for a while. Um, the 315s, I think they're called. Um what I like about them is how sort of lo-fi they sound. They have like a, they're not too bright or too bassy. And um, they're just like, they don't, because, you know, when you have in-ear monitors in, like you don't want too, like, too much hyped bass or like too much sibilance or like, you know, cymbals or like all the high end from synths that can annoy the crap out of you. And I kind of like how sort of dull they sound, even though that's not a very good endorsement for the product. For my purposes, they're really good. I mean, that's that's what I use for my dual drivers. Uh, for my triple drivers, I use the Ultimate Ear UE7s. All right, then. Yeah, so I would check those out. And also, but, you know, everything I've ever bought from Audio-Technica is also awesome. So, And they, you know, sponsor the show. So <laughs> check them out first, please. <laughs> that's an endorsement. Yes. <laughs> that's an endorsement. Now, that's an endorsement. That's the difference. Right. Where is it? There. There. There it is. Yeah, stop pointing at my peen. <laughs> um, let's see. Rocky Johnson would like to know if there's any chance of getting you to give some tips or a lesson on how you do your slap pop mute on a bass. Oh, like slapping? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get my bass. <laughs> Have you seen my bass? I'm assuming Rocky Johnson is just really trying to play the night court theme. <laughs> Am I right? That's what. That's the reason you asked this question. All right, so let's, let's take a... 
You're welcome, Mike Schwartzman. Base amp happening. That's what a bass sounds like. Put the uh, the camera back on. I would use for this, but I'll use it for now. Okay. So, slapping on the bass. <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> Stupid. Slapping the bass. Okay, so, um, my uncle Phil taught me how to do this, and I will teach you how to do this. Um, hopefully, I can help somebody. Um, the... W- Okay, preface. There are many ways to do this. This is not the ultimate way to do this or the definitive way to do this. This is the way I do this. Um, and here's a good ex- exercise for those people who want to know how to do this. Now, the slap bass is... <laughs> uh. There's your slap bass end. Oh, this bass sounds like it's dead batteries, but whatever. Anyway, um, so here's how you do it. Oh, Rocky Johnson said the style that you used on Sledgehammer. Oh. You know, s- stupidly, I always thought that was slap bass, and then I got to meet Tony Levin, who played on it. He's like, no, it's a pick. Uh. It's like, son of a bitch. Like, I could, that would have been so much easier to play and sing. <laughs> yeah. Open up your frog. That would have been so much easier. So anyway, um, slapping. What you do is, the, the, the pattern I use to practice is I use octaves on the um, A string and the G. And that's like, I did this for like weeks when I first learned how to do this because that's an easy way to do it. So what you do is, you, you want to hit, or I hit the last fret of the bass. And you don't want to hit the string where it stops because it sounds like this. So the way my uncle described it to me is you want to sort of like throw your, your thumb at it and pull it away and don't let it let rest on there. Just flick it a little bit. Now what I do, um, as I got a little better at it, now what I do is I almost, I go through it and I rest, I do like a rest slap. I rest, so if I'm slapping on the A string, I'll rest on the D string. And you really need this sort of like to make it make it feel like your thumb is heavy, like you're putting, getting momentum happening. And then with um, if you if you're popping on the G string, um, you want to use your middle finger. Now, when you first start, it's going to sound like this. The pops are going to sound too loud, and the slaps are going to sound too low. That's because you're probably not slapping right. So you really want that percussion. That's thinking bass music. Right? And I do it in the last fret, and make sure you don't mute the string you're trying to slap. Because that's what it sounds like. So. 
Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you know you're getting your finger out of the way and getting that little pop. And I do, now some people um, will do it with their thumb pointing down to the floor. I can't do that. I have my thumb pointing towards the headstock. So my thumb is pointing like up the neck toward the headstock. That's the position I use. Uh, for popping on the G string, I use the middle finger. For popping on the D string, I use my first finger. And that's how I do that. Um, now, once you got that, you add a little layer of complexity to that. Now I'm going to do hammer-ons with my first finger. And then once you got that, you're going to do a double slap and a hammer-on. And then once you got that, you're going to do a double double slap, a double hammer-on with the pinky or, or the uh, whatever the octave finger is. Or no, yeah, uh, two hammer-ons. And then, obviously, get good on doing it on both sets of strings. And then you can start, like, you know, jamming on it and doing, like, your sort of blues, you know. So that's uh, that's basically how I was taught, and I hope that helps. Yeah, Rocky Johnson. Now you should be an expert. There you go, and send me a YouTube video of your progress. <laughs> uh, let's see. We, we should probably start winding it down. All right. But uh, let's answer let's answer any of the questions that we missed because I don't want to. I know people have been waiting here, so. Okay, let's. See. Yeah, turn the turn the heat looks off for now. Uh, no, people don't want to see the top of my head. <laughs> you have a <laughs> giant electronic yarmulke today. <laughs> they don't want to see the bottom of my head. They certainly don't want to see the top of my head. Uh, how do you feel about DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Um, it's probably my favorite show out of the uh, the week. <laughs> out of, of the, week. the week of comic book shows. Real, this week was a little heavy for me. It was. I this week was too heavy. I mean, with the with the um, Civil War era, you know, stuff that they dealt with. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I still I still liked it. Um, um, so here, give me your order of the DC shows. So now you watch all of them too. I do watch all of them. I'm a little behind. Um, uh, I would say Flash Legends. Supergirl, Arrow. Uh, my order is Legends, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl. Wow. Supergirl is hard to watch. Really? They're they're making her do this a lot. This they season. are, and it looks like completely forced and unnatural. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. The the problem is, it's I said this on Facebook yesterday. The problem is, like that show, it almost seems like the having to do action sequences is a nuisance to them. <laughs> Ah, great! It's like, oh, we were just trying to empower women. Like we, I was like, now we have to fight. Great, you know. It's like, and and it looks it. It looks like just so, so crap. And then they just then they do that slow motion thing where they're like fighting and running, and then they do that slow motion this at the camera. Our audio listeners aren't going to be able to see, but it's like fight, 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 and then like at the like the front of the camera. Well, the slow motion. Yeah, it's uh, like a weird like like, matrix thing almost. Yeah, like they're weird computer generated faces. Um, I mean, hey man, I'd rather watch that than. That that Japanese episode of like the feudal Japan episode of of, Guard, of uh, Legends yeah. was the best freaking thing of the whole season so far of all the shows. The plot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three Turtles in Time. That's right. <laughs> that was great though. Uh, let's see. When are you going to build a Brian May inspired lightsaber? Is that from Josh Josh Haynes? That is from Josh Haynes. Josh Haynes. Oh, 
So Josh Haynes is Josh Haynes the one that Who made the Van Halen. The made the, yes, yeah. okay. Um, very clever, Josh Haynes. Oh, and Rocky Johnson since thank you. That was very helpful with your bass lesson. Oh, good. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Um, good for you. Uh, Guthrie. I'm probably not going to build a uh, a Brian May lightsaber uh, because I spent too much money on lightsabers. Um, <laughs> particularly this lightsaber. Lightsabers, helixes. Oh, hello there. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. So right now, Jared is holding my uh, prize prize the lightsaber in my collection. That's a uh, Roman props Inception, which is based on the Obi Wan Kenobi lightsaber. Yeah, but I, I, one of uh, Josh, uh, Josh saw that one of my sabers has a uh, Brian May sound bank. I don't have that with me right now, but um, I don't think I'm going to build a red special lightsaber. I think, uh, I think I need to slow down, to be honest. <laughs> slow down. You ruin. <laughs> you like things until you ruin them. Uh, Guthrie Govan uses a guitar. S- Sorry, wait. Guthrie Govan. Guthrie Govan. Nope. The way I said it is right. Uh, Guthrie Govan uses a guitar slap technique. Have you listened to any of his stuff? Yes, he's amazing. I can't do it, but he's amazing. Let's see. Is it hard to play bass? Yes. Um. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a question for me. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I uh, I think it's 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 a little easier to get started on, but um, once you get to like a really high level of bass playing. It's very hard to be like the greats. You know what I mean? It's very hard to, to have the accuracy and the groove and the feel of someone like Al Cardi, for example. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, feel, I find people have an easier time getting started with it because you don't have to worry about chords at the beginning. It's fewer strings. You don't have to play. You know, it's just, it's, it's, I feel like it's an easier instrument to get started on. But as you, you know, get past like an intermediate level, then it gets very difficult. So that's my. That's my base answer. Uh, we had, um, this is just a little segue, but we had a birthday party here for Anne-Marie. The yeah. last episode was Anne-Marie's birthday jams. Um, but uh, Richie's niece, Skylar, came down here uh, into the studio, and he showed her the hand sonic that I used in the last couple of episodes. Yep. She played it for 30 seconds. She's already better than I am. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> pretty scary. <laughs> Right now I have my telecaster plugged into it just because I felt like it. <laughs> John Johnston keeps retracting his messages. What are you saying and Get then regretting John, it? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on, John Johnston? <laughs> um, but let's, do, let's do like two, two or three more questions and we'll, we'll call it. Okay. Uh, let's go back up, see if I missed anybody. Uh, <laughs> 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 This is how Richie and I's relationship works. I make a sound and then he repeats it. Uh, Are there no, if there are no more questions, we can stop. There's no really more questions. Oh, have you ever tried giving guitar lessons using video chat? No, I haven't. But um, it's not out of the question. I, I've never tried. I've, I was a private guitar teacher for 10 years. I did it. Uh, I th- it's good to do it in person, but uh, I'm not against it, and I might actually try to take a few guitar lessons via v- video chat if, like, a guy like Brent Mason or Frank Cambali or you know any any of the guys I, I love. Oh, oh, oh! I, I might was, try to take a lesson from. I was them. like, why would they want lessons from you? No, I would take one. <laughs> I, 
would try to get a lesson. Ah, I see. Asshole. <laughs> uh, that was from uh, Michael Chames. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, and Peggy Vogel said that she, when she's done with the guys, then she watches Gotham. I stopped watching Gotham. Uh, Gotham's good. Mm-hmm. Gotham. I know it's all the Batmans, but I, uh, it really, really. Gotham's cool. I like Gotham. It really started to irritate me. I just, I think there's too many shows. Like it's like a job now to watch all these freaking shows. Yeah, it's a little laborious yeah. to to do that. I'm a little behind. I it's what is today Tuesday. Yeah. I still haven't watched Walking Dead from this week. I'm running out of time. I've never seen uh, Walking Dead ever. It's good. Um, yeah, it's good. I don't want to say anything else about it. It's good. Uh, you're welcome, Mike Stang. This was Mike Stang's first show, and it was fun for him, and they enjoyed it very much. Oh, good. Thank you. So I guess we can... Should we, we stop? We can go out on a compliment. Sure. Yeah, let's go, let's, let's go out on a high note. <laughs> Thank you for watching and listening to Band Geek. Um, this was our live Q&A. We don't know what else to do this week's show. And uh, <laughs> we promise... We still are ironing out things, but we promise that... We're getting to episode 100, and we know that. If we don't break up as friends. Oh, my. Why would we break up now as friends? Yeah, I guess. 20 years in, I think at this point, we just really have to keep it up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's, we're good. We did, we, did, we, did our, uh, we did over an hour. Okay, guys. Thank you for watching. <laughs> it's just, it's just, sounds like my personal life. Uh, I did good. I was, I was there for a while. <laughs> just, that was... That was it. But thank you for listening to the Pan Geek Podcast and watching us. Cheers. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. And uh, enjoy the election coverage. And thanks for watching us. And thanks for keeping it, uh, you know, keeping it clean and not yelling at each other for, you know, political reasons. <laughs> Good job. I, I like that Band Geek is uh, exempt from that stuff and that no one hates each other here. Everybody's civil. Everybody likes each other. Fine. Good job, everybody. <laughs> I guess we'll go find out who's president. Yeah, let's go find out now. Okay. Band Geek. <laughs> Podcast. No? I'll let the music do it. Yep. <laughs>